Happy Arrogant Month. Arrogant Month? Yeah, June. Pride. Are you arrogant? Pride month. Happy Arrogant Month. Everyone is arrogant, apparently. That's right. There's nothing happy about arrogancy. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm just calling it what it That's is. Judgment. We got, we got Doug Tenable yeah. coming on the show. Oh, there's some big news about Doug. And coming. Uh, what no, you got? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> what? Pastor Toby Chuck Knox on the water boy. Inside, it's inside. good to be with you. You, you got to listen around. to the show. You got to stick around for the interview, right? Was, was I there yeah. for the interview? You were. Yeah, you were. You, you were. were. Oh, I know what you're talking no. about. <laughs> hey guys, next yeah. couple weeks, magazines yeah. should be shipping out to your door. So we by the end of cover? July, everyone should have their. Uh, by the end of June, excuse me, not July. That's not the. Co- oh man, I should have got the cover. Get I didn't the get cover. the new cover. Fire. The, the new cover is pretty real. legit. It's yeah. nice. Yeah, it's on feasting. We're excited about that. In the presence. Of mine enemies. There you go. Yeah, really excited. And if you haven't subscribed, of course, jump into the subscription, annual subscription. And we got some signs here. Oh, only, yeah. But this is only for local people here in Moscow. Um, if you want to stop by. 4th of July, our national celebration of a time when we told certain overreaching established authorities to pound sand. You That's know. good. It comes in the American flag version. And oh, we got two. The oh. Eagle. Wow, yeah, too. Uh, so you guys gotta have both. You guys can actually stop by our studio. We, uh, there's like 50, free signs. We got free signs we give you, and it's so. got the it's got the wires that yeah. you can put in your yard. Yeah. It's pretty fun. They're at the studio. If you're local, come by and grab one. Um, yes. You know, take one for your your neighbor. Maybe Just they would appreciate that. Celebrate with a little poke in the eye. You yep. know what I'm saying? And if you know if you're maybe in Spokane or Coeur d'Alene, you want to drive down and get one for a special trip. Ooh. Feel free. Come on down. You can well, come down for a taping of the show and everything. Yeah. And hey, our our goal here is to keep you guys up on everything that's going on. That's what we're trying to do. Okay, right. Fourth of July. Uh, we actually also have a Fourth of July club member Liberty Bash yes. at my house at Waterboy's yes. house. Yep. It's for club members only. So you, if you aren't a club member and you want to come, you sign up and, and then you can sign up. Two hundred spaces. Two hundred spaces. Yep. Not anymore. I mean, yeah. Yeah. it's going. Hundred twenty signed up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't want to say this real quick. One of the things we're doing this is we we can't go without saying this. Mm-hmm. God has been so kind to us through your efforts, yeah. and we just want to say thank you. Right. And this is one of the ways that we can so say it's thank free? you. So it's free. Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be food. There's going to be yeah. fireworks. Lots yeah. of. Uh, we're going to do a live show. Yeah, we're going to do a live show mm-hmm. at the farm. It's going to go from mosquitoes. four four in the afternoon till about you know nine ten o'clock at it's night. Dark enough um, to shoot off fireworks. Illegal fireworks. Yeah. All right, we're going to have pool set up. We're going to have <laughs> jumpy castles. All the stuff. It's going to be great for the kids oh. too. We're we're excited to have you guys out there. So make sure you sign up. I'm sorry we only. Have have 200 spots right now lord willing someday we'll be able to throw a all club member that'll be fourth of july bash and everything but you got to log into your club portal that's where you can sign up if you have a problem find the link or log it in call email us at contact at fightlaughfeast.com and of course whoa not that's not what i want to see this is what i want to see um make sure you guys also join us in nashville or actually in lebanon lebanon Lebanon. registration is live now it is live as of this show okay yes and so you can register for the conference uh, we have all sorts of surprises that we're rolling out for this conference in the coming months. You guys know how this goes. We love to throw a big party, and we love to throw you know beer and psalms. We got a bunch of great speakers. Of course, we already have locked in Pastor Toby, Pastor Wilson, yeah. Doug Tenaple, yeah. who's on the show, David Doug, Bonson, David yeah. Bonson, and then we got it. Barack got, Obama's oh, going to be there. Barack trying- Obama. <laughs> whoa, whoa, no, 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 trying, no, no. But we're trying something new actually this time around on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, the format's going to be completely different, yep. and there's going to be a whole slew. We got of, probably about special, twenty different speakers coming in on and Saturday. Speakers coming yep. in, yep. Um, and we're we're going to 
Oh man, and I'm excited! Like almost yeah. every week, we're going to announce a new uh, yeah. one that's coming in. And so the sign next, up, like, go to fightlabfeast.com. Uh, again, seating's going to be limited there, but we're expecting you know thousands in in Nashville, and excited to <laughs> see you guys. I love that. that. Yeah, <laughs> thousands, thousands. We are. So uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, lastly, we just want to keep you guys up. You know, uh, Scott uh, from One Hat. He's been one of our supporters. Uh, here at the uh, you know, kind of a corporate supporter here at our at our show, and yeah. you know he had he had brain surgery uh, back in May, and um, he's doing better. Uh, but continue to pray for him and his family. It's just, a, it's just a long haul there, so we just kind of want to remind you guys uh, to keep Scott in your prayers and, and check and out One Hat. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 exactly. Of course, you know, support him, of course, financially by through business and all that stuff. So. Um, Oops, I went f- far. One, one, I'm excited what, about this. I'm not, I'm not that, that excited about click, that segment. Click, click. I mentioned at the very beginning of the show, it's, it's Happy Arrogant Month. It's Joe Biden's favorite month of the year, the Democratic Party's favorite month in the year, because it's all about fruitlessness, and they love to be fruitless. Right. Uh, mm. through. Oh, they restarted the tradition that Trump abandoned. Trump abandoned Arrogant yep. Month yep. and yeah, Fruitlessness Month, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, mm-hmm. and Biden says no. Uh, that's what we want. We want arrogance and fruitlessness. Yep. So he's lighting up the lighthouse or the White House in uh, you know, in, in the color of uh, the promise from God not to destroy the world ever again with the flood. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. Biden's giving the middle finger to God, right? Right. Uh, and I really liked how Ron DeSantis actually kicked off the month. Did you see that? You signed like no. an anti-tranny bill? Yeah. yeah. Oh. First June first signs this bill, bill saying men can't play in women's sports in my in my state. It's, yeah. It's a great, I, I wonder great when, little signal. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll stop. Well, so there's we'll an article there. that just came out on uh, how porn doesn't harm children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they literally concluded. So this is funded by the UNICEF organization. Yeah, and this, I, this also just shows us how, I mean, how many bureaucracies we have doing crazy stuff. United Nations Children's mm-hmm. Fund mm-hmm. is that's the UNICEF. I've heard that name mm-hmm. for for. For a long time, ever it's been around since I think like since the forties or fifties. Yeah, or something. Yeah, so it's yeah. been been around for a long time. Well, they they had they put this study together called the Digital Age Assurance Tools and Children's Rights Online, and they concluded in the study this. I can't believe that they can write this down without <laughs> whatever. They concluded in the study that pornography may not always be harmful to children, and we're, we're talking like young children. Right. Mm. And and then they also say that that. Um, part of their conclusion is that children have a human right to access pornography online and through sex education. Mm. So, a human right. So part of their study is even arguing that if you're um, keeping yeah. your children from uh, you know pornography and sex education, you, you might be abusing them. You're abusing their human rights. <laughs> well, it, yeah, you know, it's, that's so, how upside this, down this, this is, is. This is yeah, calling good evil and evil uh-huh. good. Yeah, part part of the things that they were concerned about inside the article was the fact that if they actually did some sort of protection against like websites decided to say, okay, unless you're of this age, you yeah. can't enter. The problem is, is that what if that person or the kid is of eligible mental ability to handle this and they're limiting them by this age so then they can't have access well then that's removing their rights from being able to be exercised because they might actually be in a different place than everybody else and so you're limiting everybody to this particular age are you insane right right you and Seth wants to be your mom and dad well no they're they want to be they want to they're they're enabling abuse. Like this is grooming, right? Yeah. Like right. we we want to make. Sh- I mean, you can't do this and and then say, um, but pedophilia is wrong, right? 
Yeah. I mean, but what if that child really wants it? It's a human right, isn't it? But how 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 can you abuse them and not let them be with their adult lover? Why would you say it's okay for them to watch it on TV and yet it's not okay for them to participate it in real life? Right. Yeah. I want to know. I mean, how did they do this study? It, just, it sounds awful. Well, yeah. That first, I thought that they had did the study in such a way where they were running. You know, hey, let's bring some kids in and then let's put a TV put, on yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. show them. It doesn't seem though that that's the way they did the study. They didn't tell you exactly how they did the study they just kind of told you where they got some of the information from so who knows but they're they are asking certain countries how uh porn is affecting if kids are watching porn and is it affecting them and how do you see that it's affecting them so something in some of their information from the um that's the, a great way to do research right yeah. right how do you feel that pot is affecting you right how oh it's it, great i'm i'm doing great fantastic i've lost any brain cells you know the, the part of a really <laughs> You know, there's a lot said here. But first of all, didn't they Did take they, down the article they, first? They put the article up and then like like within the same day or same couple days, they, they took the article back down, edited it. I think I think they softened it. I actually don't know. They changed some of the language in it. And, and then they put it back up. And then they the, their their PR person was asked, why did you guys take it down? I wouldn't answer the question. Yeah, the, the <laughs> spokesperson says, UNICEF's position is unequivocal. No child should be exposed to harmful content online. But – would not comment on whether UNICEF believes pornography is harmful to children. Right, because they don't know. When you don't have standards, you really don't know. Right. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, it's, it depends on the, the day of the week. Mm-hmm. It depends on the weather. It depends on what you're trying to – I mean, it's all about might makes right. right. Well, they don't even know what's harmful. Yeah. They don't know what's harmful. Yeah. No, they, they don't. So – right. it's all – there's no standard on whatsoever. They don't know what – because they don't know – What's human? Well, all they've they, got, yeah, and, and, and fundamentally, yeah, they don't know what they're aiming at. They, they don't. They don't. And it, so all you have is what makes me feel good. And, and what do they, so. And so that's why their study is legitimate to them. But there's. Because that's, that's how they did it. Feel good. But that's they are they going it. somewhere. Yeah. They are planning to go somewhere, and they are doing this for a particular Or they're person. being taken somewhere. Well, no, we've been going somewhere for a long time. We, we, yeah. There's a video that we didn't play um, because we didn't want to play it on on. On, on cross politic, but um, uh, it was a basically a animation cartoon a video, sex, sex ed video, sex ed video that they're playing in the classrooms. So. Well, what I mean though is that yeah, what they what they are doing is idea laundering. So you get idea laundering, right? So it's okay. kind of like money laundering, right? You take your dirty money and you wash it clean somewhere, mm-hmm. and you run it through a system that seems you guys. Okay, I'm I, I, no, I'm following you. I'm following okay. you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I never did any money laundering. I, I, before. It's not like I have, um, <laughs> but I know the idea. And so you take that the dirty money that you have, and you run it through a business, and do that business, yeah. it circulates your money back into yeah. um, the, so, the so it economy. doesn't look so obvious. So it doesn't I mean, look ob- exactly. It, it looks and like so, it's been used, and it's in sort of natural currency. Yeah. So they have they, they have an ethic. They have an idea. They have a. They have anthropology of man and the right. world and right. the God that they want to serve. And so what they're doing is they're taking this idea. This is going to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. It's going to come here first to uh, you and I, you, you and I, CF? UNICEF. You? UNICEF. Is that how you say it? That's how and, say it. and then it's going to find its way. So this is uh, the UN. Mm-hmm. But this is going to come to American schools in a way that is going to say, you know what kids need? They need the good pornography. Well, you know, you U.S. So USA. We can keep them away from the bad pornography. USA sends a lot of funding to right. UNICEF, so, so really, this is really some sort of U.S. Yeah, report. Actually, I, some, yeah, we send the level. most money yep. to them. So yeah. this really is a U.S. report. But the, but in a the, lot of ways. the reason that they're do, the, they have an idea and concept of what man is for, but they don't know. They don't know what a human being is for. They don't know that a human being isn't even a design. To engage in pornography, no. mm-hmm. right? That's no. not what God yeah. made men for. That's yeah. not what He made women for. That's right. And so, for them to think that, well, they're looking and say, well, it doesn't affect children. 
No, but that's not what they're designed for. Yep. So of course it's going to break them. Right. Of course it's going to affect them. Right. And and since we've gotten away from that, no, Knox, it says um, most children who saw se- in nineteen European countries, they found that most children who saw sexual images online were neither upset nor happy. Yeah. Between ten uh, percent and four percent were fairly or very upset. And between 3% of children in Estonia and 39% in Spain reported feeling happy. Yeah. That's yeah. the standard. Yeah. The and, standard is how do you feel? And, yeah. and, and they're asking the wrong people the wrong questions. Right? That's When I feed <laughs> my kids ice cream all day long, yeah. they report feeling happy. Yeah. When, when I re, you know when I give them uh, marijuana Breakfast brownies, yeah, <laughs> they report being happy but all the, the time. And here's the thing that really drives me nuts about this article, though, is how is it that they can report that and find out that it doesn't affect kids, but then they don't have a report on does abortion chill, kill children? No. Does it kill? Yeah. Does it kill years per life yeah, lived right. in our society? Does it make us less economically savvy because we right. kill off all these human beings but in it, the world? But it makes the what would be the mom feel better because she can have a career. Right. But yeah. Right. Or what but about? So, but, then, but what they're seeing here, though, is that you can't limit your kids' pornography because you could be making de- them sad, making them sad, or maybe taking away their rights. It's right. a human what? right. We're yeah. talking about rights right now. Yeah, human yeah. rights. Right. Human rights. Mm-hmm. The human right, though, apparently only ex- uh, extends to those human beings who can articulate how they feel. Mm. It's, well, it's, it's, the, it's sort of a worship of the of the human will I, and the ability you this to up. articulate. Mm-hmm. I, I I want to be happy, but if you if you're not big enough and smart enough and tall enough and articulate enough to say that, then apparently your feelings don't matter. Listen to this argument. So this this is uh, the valed, valedictorian from uh, Lake Highlands High School in Texas. I know that high school. Uh, her name's Paxton Smith, and this is. This is the top of the class, mm-hmm. the cream of the you know the, yeah, the yeah. you know the, the the foam and the beer yeah. you know whatever's yeah. the top of, of, it. of a government school of government school. Today I was going to talk about TV and media and content because Should've it's something it. that's very important to me. However, under li- however, under light of recent events, it feels wrong to talk about anything but what is currently affecting me and millions of other women in the state. How you feel? Recently, the heartbeat bill was passed in Texas. Amen. Starting in September, there will be a ban on abortions after six weeks of pregnancy, regardless of whether the pregnancy was a result of rape or incest. Six weeks. That's all women get. And so before they realize, most of them don't realize that they're pregnant by six weeks. Pregnant. So before they have a chance to decide if they are emotionally, physically, and financially stable enough to carry out a full-term pregnancy, before... So, no, uh, emotionally, so, physically, that's right. and financially. That's, that's, that's the standard. That's when you're allowed to kill somebody. Mm. When you're not emotionally, physically, or financially able to deal with it anymore. That's, uh, that's uh, the uh, standard on which you can kill a human being. But, but, but apparently those are not the standards for when you should have sexual intercourse. Right, right. right. Yeah, you which, don't need which, to be emotionally which, and physically. Which create yeah. a human being. Right. Yep. They have the chance to decide if they can take on the responsibility of bringing another human being into the world. Did she just say, uh, bring another <laughs> human being into, into the, the world? world? But Oh, keep, my no, goodness. Keep, okay, but, but, uh, but get, uh, again, just stop. Why, why, are we, why is she pretending like it's a, some deep mystery of how human beings come into the world? Yeah. Like yeah. we don't know, we're just having sex, and we don't know. We have no and idea. We don't know until, and then we get six weeks. That's and, all we get. And all of a sudden, there's a heartbeat in my belly. Right. 
and, right. and now that's the only chance I have. That is not true. But but it, it, not just that though. But there's something else going on here. Her ability to think is really really poor. Yeah. Because she just said another human being. Yep. And she's talking about her body. And she's talking about killing that other human and, being. And so she. What if her mom and dad right now could not emotionally, physically, or financially take care of her? Right. Exactly. Are they allowed to kill her? But she's not even connecting. This is shameful. Yeah. And it's sad. It's not like I want to beat her. I'm disapp- I'm very sad for her because she is saying something and not understanding the very words yeah. in which she's saying no, them. No, right. Another human being, no. my body, no. I want to control it. But she, then you want to control somebody else's. You said that this was wrong. Right. You said controlling somebody but, else's but not, body was wrong. No, she's thinking exactly. The way she's been trained. That's exactly right. This, That's exactly well. And and then listen to this. This oh, we is going to rest. You, okay, we got we got a segment. We got to get into Doug Tenaple. We got oh, a show. Okay. We got right. a show to move All on right. to. But this is her being interviewed about her talk. In a statement to ABC News, the school district said that it plans to review student speech protocols ahead of future graduations, and they point out that valedictorian speeches do not reflect the school's position or that of its employees. But I want to ask you, do you think that students should be free to say whatever they want at events like these, even if someone uh, potentially is offended by their positions? It really is hard to say, and I don't think I know enough about that topic to have a solid opinion on it fair enough but i'll murder my baby (laughs) but i will murder my baby i have enough to i know enough information to murder my child you know notice notice that what the question the questioner asked a question that's very reasonable given what happened yeah yeah that's right It, it assumes there's sort of some kind of logic to what happened yeah the answer she gives is is the tell yeah that it is that it is actually not about reason or logic at all. That's right. It yeah. is not. She is not in a position to know. Well, yeah. well, it, it, you're, it, on the surface, you're like that doesn't make any sense. You have enough information to know that it's okay to kill a baby after yep. six weeks after a heartbeat. Right. You yep. know that that is absolutely allowed, but you're not sure if you should be allowed to to say speak your mind at a valedictorian speech. Yeah. But, yeah, that's, that's insane. As, as she just did and it, and then and so, but what's even crazier is that the this is why journalism is dead too. The journalist said, "Seems fair." That seems fair. No, Woman, it doesn't. Shame on you. No, it doesn't. You that's shut true. your mouth, lady. That is not fair. <laughs> right. You are lying. Right. You should ask the next question. Well, then, how are you able to speak? Right. When why did you, you just do said, that? And, yep. and she's the, the valedictorian for goodness sake. And, and, and she is. And, and, and so here's the other that's thing: the best that Texas that, can offer, and it's the best that government schools <laughs> are offering our Ooh. kids. Yep. That Ooh. is. Is why our kids are growing up hating Christianity because wow. we've taught them that. You know why wow. she said what she said? Which which part? The, the, her answer. Her answer being, um, I don't know enough to be able to speak to that. The answer, of course, is is she didn't know enough to speak to the other thing either. That's right. That's true. But she knew what she had been given permission by the state and mass media to say. Yeah. The other. Right. That's the by answer. her public school. Yeah. The public school and mass, and mass media, media. And, yep. the, and the liberal zeitgeist has yep. said, this is what you're allowed to say. She doesn't know what she's allowed to say. Yeah. I mean, she, you know, she, it's not her thinking for herself. Yeah. She has been, she's, only learned enough to know. She's been groomed by UNICEF. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's this, true. This is the accepted. Um, this is the accepted narrative. This is the yep. accepted point. There me. is in the opening of that clip. The fact that the school is saying, "Hey, listen." The, the disclaimer is dis- amazing. The disclaimer thing that hey. <laughs> We've had your child for the last 12 years, but the way that they and, think... And we chose her as the representative of her class. Because we thought that she was the best thing that we've produced here for the last 12 years. Doesn't represent Ooh. us. And I just want you to know, what she's about to say that comes out of her mouth, we, we don't want any representation of that whatsoever. Yeah. 
but let me tell you something. You can expect that that's what you're going to get when you send your kids to government schools. Mm-hmm. If you think that, why would you let, that's indoctrination of a worldview that doesn't know what a human being is. Yep. And so she's, in one sense, she's given permission to speak that way because she's been taught that way for yep. 12 years by them. Right. That represents exactly what they believe and what they teach you. And they should have applauded if they had any courage. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But they know, ah, well, you know. Well, they're just like UNICEF. You pull the, you pull the, the article down and you soften it. Yeah. I mean, you, th- you think, I mean, the fact that people thought it was fine to put that UNICEF article up without any editing at all. It's, yeah. still, it's still horrible. Uh-huh. But they put it up, and they're like, it's fine for kids to sometimes view porn. Yeah. And then, and then and like, they, they did that. Yeah, and then did. it's okay and, for us and to... And nobody at UNICEF was like, uh, guys, I don't know if we should do this. Until they... And then, and then there's like a bunch of backlash, and they're like, well... Yeah, what, take it down, take what's, it down. What's wrong? Down. Like, well, you guys are not ready for that yet? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's... that's the, We're all being groomed. The little yeah. kids are being groomed, but we're all being groomed yeah. to go along with this. Wake um, up! Yeah. Wake up, church. Yeah, arrogant month. It's yeah. coming, right? Just- yeah. We're going to talk about that a little more with Doug Tenaple coming up next on Cross Politic. There's some great news you don't want to miss. <laughs> when a medical need arises, hundreds of thousands of Christians across the nation care for one another by sharing financially for those medical needs. Samaritan members pray and reflect God's love and care by providing for one another. While times continue to change, God's love doesn't. He cares for us as we are called to care for one another. Can't can't help but get jazzed. Welcome back to Cross Politic on the one and only Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. That's right. One and only. The fastest growing Christian podcast network in the world. On this show. <laughs> Grateful to have with us on the segments, Mr. Doug Tenaple, back again. <laughs> he, he, oh, yeah. uh, guys, I just saw this a minute ago. Just a minute ago. I'm, I'm, sort, of, I'm, I'm sort of excited about this. Did, yeah. you, did you see what he, what he posted? I did. About Cross Politic? I actually, I'm actually on Twitter. He so. says... Cross politic is the only show with the balls to have me on. The rest, as Paul says, <laughs> might as well emasculate they themselves. <laughs> they them. They them. Wow. They themselves. Wow. He even got the pro- yeah. he even got the pronouns right. Oh yeah. man. That's you great. Got, you got attack and defend. Attack. It's like chess. Attack and defend. Wait a second. Are you saying that people aren't wanting you on their podcasts or shows? Well, you kind of lied when you said this is the fastest growing Christian podcast. This might be the only Christian podcast. <laughs> oh, oh. I don't, I don't want to ask no more questions of Doug. He's going to get in so much trouble. Doug Tenaple is the creator of Earthworm Jim. That wasn't a good enough introduction. The Neverhood <laughs> Bigfoot Bill. He is the author and illustrator of over 20 graphic novels, which include Earthworm Jim, the comic Bigfoot Bill, Newt's Creature Tech, Earthboar, Eth. Earthboy Jacobus and Monster Zoo. Uh, Doug, thanks for coming back on Cross Politic. Oh, man, I love you guys. I love coming back. This is like going home. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, speaking of home, wouldn't you, wouldn't you like to have a show on the network? Wouldn't ooh, that be great? Ooh, I mean, that'd be a that'd be great fun. home. Yeah, what, what, do you, what do you say? Fun. Let's do it, right? It, when you're in? Yeah, I mean, I, is it protected by some kind of a wall so I can say what I want? Uh, I mean, yeah, we have that 
process. We, we have can, we have both sides. You know, we have a wall. We don't have a wall. Yeah, there's we, two sides. I mean, I I decided to change my material to super bland for the non-wall stuff, and then we go spicy behind the wall. Oh, oh. oh. Hey. just give me a just give me a weekly rant. I'll come on and I'll blow it up. We have that. We'll have fun. Doug, all, right, I, I, all right. Doug is coming on the network. Wow, there's my, wow, there's my, wow, Doug wow. is coming on the Fight Lab Feast Network. You heard it here. He's also coming. Like, like I said, it's like it's easy. That's like falling out of bed. That's not a hard decision. That's like, like I said, it's going home. I want to be home. <laughs> so, Doug, are you out of exile now? Because last time we talked to you, the back of your, your background was in exile. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So are you out of it now? Because you got all this yep. freedom stuff. Yeah, you're, now. you're free now. Huh? I think that flag still means freedom. I'm not sure because things are changing, but I think that's what it still means. It used to have it's, a constitution that went with it, but I don't think we use that anymore. It's the remnant. Yeah, it's just that's optional now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I uh, yeah, I got my last uh, channel was wiped. This one pre-existed that one, and it was kind of tiny and small. So I just thought I'd build it back up. We're back up to seventy four thousand yeah. subscribers. It's blowing back up again because the people want. You know, the yeah. people want news by a barely literate comic book artist that, that <laughs> does a better job than mainstream media telling the truth. How does wow? How does a comic artist like? Why did you get into politics? Why don't you just stay in your lane? Oh, yeah, it's uh, that's a great question, by the way. And, and a lot of this really is. Uh, I'm inspired by the great thinkers like Doug Wilson and Andrew Breitbart. And Roger Scruton, who talk about cross where politics. art, where art, yeah, cross politics. Well, you're just kids. You know, we're, the we're the, we're downstream. We're down, amen, amen. Everyone's downstream from Dr. Grant and it's, Doug Wilson. It's okay, no, yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. We're downstream from yeah. Schaefer and Bonson. Yeah, you know. yep, amen. So, amen. so I, I just think um, it's weird because I, I got a certain amount of career and art hugeness from doing video games and comic books. And yeah. now more people know me as the news political goof off YouTube guy wow. than ever knew me in video games. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think I, art is still very sacred to me. It's very pure. It's uh, it's where I go, you know, like in uh, a chariots of fire where he goes, I sense God's pleasure. Yeah. You know, when I'm running. Yeah. It's I, I really just feel like, man, I'm back in the garden and um, and God's here with me and I'm doing what he put here to do. Yeah, it's very much like uh, it's a sanctuary. And then I go out into the dirty world of politics <laughs> to to say it and, you know, to to just say it instead of tell it instead of mm, through a story yeah, kind uh-huh. of hit all around it. Yeah. Politics, I just go right on the nose. You just come out and just boom. This yeah. is it, it's kind of crass and it's kind of surfacey. Mm-hmm. Whereas the art, I think, is way more deep and elegant and cultural. That's not what I'm doing with politics. Yeah. Well, politics I think it's like you just say it. it. It also seems like you were kind of forced into it. Every yeah. uh, it seems like every kind of juncture you've been at with your, your art career, politics was constantly foisted upon you. Well, and and mm-hmm. and not just that though, Doug. This is always what artists have always been. You know, this is this profits. Is, they they have yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I think this might lead us to the conversation we're going to have. But you know, I, I think we were going through the whole coronavirus thing, and we were talking about artists used to be the kind of people that would find the areas that they weren't allowed to push in where the truth was and then communicate in such a way to get past the watchful dragons of people's um, cultural norms and gut them 
right in the middle is like, oh my goodness, I never saw that that way. Right. But yeah. now we have artists that are like pansies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We we used to be radicals against the system. Yeah. And and now we're we're just a mouthpiece of the system, which makes us propagandists. If you just, yeah. mm. including if I just follow the stuff on the right and yep. don't yep. provide commentary, then I'm just, I'm irrelevant. I'm copy and paste. You know, you, you don't even need to read me. You can go listen to Ben Shapiro or whatever. So yeah. I really want to, to be me and show up with my unique opinion. Artists used to be radicals. And, and what happens when mainstream media or the mainstream culture becomes the rebellious radical. Hmm. Well, now all the artists just follow what they say. I, and I don't have a big problem with that because I like the idea of artists showing up and getting political. That's us as, that's us as citizens. Yeah, yeah, that's sure. us as Americans and that's us as free people coming in and, and speaking our opinion on the subject. Right. What shocked me was how many artists just started agreeing with, you know, AT&T, Burger King, Coca-Cola, right. NBC, one party rule of the entire country, yeah. you know, of right. our of our seats of government. And right. if you stand up against that, suddenly all of these radical artists come and try to crush you and stop your voice, both in politics and in art. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's mm. that's like art blasphemy to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you just don't tell another artist what when when they can and can't create. So one of the things that you've been following um, that we wanted to ask you about was this whole Arizona audit. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, so like, really, really, yeah, Doug. Yeah. It's like yeah. seriously, it's like yeah. You you've got a lot of good stuff going, but yeah. really, Earthworm Jim, <laughs> Arizona audit. But <laughs> yes, yesterday on CNN, the Arizona Secretary of State says the whole audit is a joke. It's a lie, a big so, lie. So, so why are you following this so closely? Um, what, this is huge to me. This is uh, this is what America means. Is you want the proof of freedom working is when there are outliers able to freely not only speak but do things like audits mm-hmm. that put the system in question. Okay. Mm. That is the most, that is hardcore American values. You do not get that in Russia. You do not get that in England. That's right. Mm. You do not get that in Canada. These mm. are like kind of these uh, put, they go in their lane. It is like a soft conformity that their people just culturally, they don't have outliers. We have Louis Farrakhan. We have Cornell West. Mm. We have Martin Luther King. We ha- I just happened to name three black guys. Sorry. I swear I'm not making a point. We, we, you know, we have General Flynn. We have Sidney Powell. Yeah. We have Steve Bannon. We have Cross Politic. Ooh. We have Doug Wilson. Yeah. It's like that is what makes America great is that mm. we have people ever able to come out and speak and break furniture in a way that no other country does. Mm. That, that is an example of freedom, sometimes it's dangerous. Sometimes it's wrong. It's free to be wrong, right? Sometimes. And so you you're know? you're saying that the Arizona audit, just the, by by nature of just the audit, is that we're allowed to challenge a process that is the accepted the, the accepted, accepted mainstream, yeah. right? Yeah. So all an audit is is science. That's mm-hmm. all it is. Is let's go look. Mm-hmm. Let's see what we find. 
I'm not saying we're going to overthrow an election results. That is fake news media. There are people on my side that mm. want that. And again, as an American, are you allowed to want that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, yes. It, You're allowed to want that. And Doug, it's like, but so then, but <laughs> the question I have is people who are mad at folks that say we want to overthrow election. That's not the question. The question is, what if we find something that yeah. requires us to repent like what if? What just maybe? It's, if it's if it's possible, you don't have to agree with me. Are you willing to come to the table and say, "Nah, we sh- we messed up. We need to re- make this right." That's what's yeah. getting trampled on in the conversations. Like, no, we're not ever going to do that. And and I'm holding out my judgment until after the audit. Yes. I'm going to judge the audit after it's done, not based on if the results agree with me, but if the results are if they're well done. Yeah, that's how science works. The pro science party is against the science, the forensic science being done in an audit where they're just looking for uh-huh. facts and truth. I don't want any bias. I don't want some guy in there just finding Republican votes and throwing out Democrat votes. Yeah, that would but, defeat the purpose. But Doug, Dr. Fauci says that science is dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Convenient. <laughs> right after they say si- the science is settled and you will all comply with it. Now they're all, hey, it's dy- dynamic. Sometimes we get things wrong. It's a, you know, it's a conversation. It's a living, breathing document. Right? Yeah, right. right? Yeah. So, so then as you're looking at this and you're watching, so that's really good. I haven't heard yeah. most people talk about this yeah. the way you just yeah, did. Yeah, that was really helpful. What are the things that you're seeing as you're following what's happened in Arizona that um, is, makes you want to focus even more so on it? And what are you finding that's interesting there? Sure. Arizona is the most unique audit ever conducted in American history as far as voting goes. And it is the one that's farthest along down that path of every other state that's trying to do this. You have them attempts in Michigan, Wisconsin, Georgia, Pennsylvania, uh, New Hampshire just had one. Pennsylvania is trying. They're all trying. And it's the people are coming and complaining to their legislatures, certain uh, key right-leaning, you know, Republicans. Um, and, and, and then the leadership that's voted into power are trying to respond to the people. Now we're talking about, it's not a, a majority of people because it is, let's, let's split America in half between Democrat and Republican. And then let's split the Republican party. 60% believe the election, something was up. So you're looking at, you know, probably 25 to 30% of America is saying, we want a second look. And Maricopa is the farthest along on that. They're doing this giant uh, audit that the press demands that you always put in quotes, don't call it an audit. Yeah. What, what, what bugs me again as an artist is how, me, if you Google right now Maricopa audit, yep. you'll see 20 articles favored by Google. We just did that. Just cut and paste them all. Uh, So media is, is, and then you see the cultural elites and the people with power trying to pressure the people. Then you go to a Arizona state board of electors meeting and the people show up and they're like, we want an audit. (laughs) And I, I just, and that's part of why Maricopa is so far ahead of the rest of the country is Arizona conservative Republicans are different than the rest of the country. Mm. I think that's really cool. I think it is so American and so cool. So that's, and then other um, states are inspired by 
Maricopa right. and all of the other kind of political cogs and apparatchiks are all terrified of it because they see what kind of shame is going to be brought to them by culture. Right. Now, what's what's so different about this process, this audit? Why is, why is this audit kind of unique? It's unique. There were two other um, audits conducted that were partials. So they grabbed samplings of areas or they just did a recount or they didn't look at the machines. This one was all inclusive. And it's one where we were able to, um, we didn't shop by by saying we're going to grab the most, the greatest notoriety and experts in the world. They didn't do that. They said we're going to grab a company that agrees with our with our tactic, which is to do a forensic audit. We want to observe the papers for folds. We want to look at election rolls. We want to look at see test to see if it was a a printer that printed the bull mm. mark or if it was a human mark. Mm. And wow. there's expert expert. All the other audits didn't do that. Uh-huh. They weren't looking for that. So you kind of go, well, then let's let's look at it here. So that's what's unique about the actual audit. And it's the first one of its kind, like I said, where they do an entire county of 2.1 million votes. This mm. will be the largest profile that we have on, on any county. And it will all be presented to the public. It's all been completely public on camera. They've been completely transparent on camera. And they're going to publish the results. You're going to see the actual columns of the difference, if there is a difference between the vote and what the machine said the vote was. And yeah. they're going to give you the why. They're going to say this many votes were adjudicated by a person. This is how many of them they went for Biden versus Trump. The, you know, all the problems that they have, these are how many didn't have folds, which you have to have folds if it's a mail-in ballot. Right. These are the ones without signatures. I mean, it's. I'm excited about the results because yeah. I want to see it. So yeah. the, the the news story we watched just before we get got on with you, I mean, I think it was CNN. I don't know where it was. It was but CNN. Like, like yeah. everything about the news story was sort of a setup to completely undermine any results. Yeah. I mean, that, that's like, that's the... There were two pins the, found on the, the floor we, that yeah, were black ink. Yeah, we found black pins. They yeah. ran their own audit on the audit. Yeah. 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 Some yeah. people are wearing pink shirts. It, 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 like, it was completely ridiculous, but... It sounds like they're sort of gearing up to completely undermine the results. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's what they've been doing for the last two months is media has been doing a full-time press to discredit the results no matter what they are. And by the way, that blue pen thing, they found two blue pens on the first day of the audit. They wiped all blue, all pens from the entire Coliseum. So that's an old news data and they keep repeating it as if it's still happening. So they're literally lying to the public and really discrediting themselves as journalists and as truth tellers by uh, by just being in complete compliance their bias is clear and so fine i just want i just want the media to admit look we are here to discredit this audit regardless of the facts we're here to represent one party the entire news media has one party's agenda mm. uh to and and not no one's ever said one fact that is that will undermine the actual audit. They haven't given one credible piece of fraud or dishonesty or anything. They've only, it's all just guilt by association. This person was a Republican. This person was there on January 6th. That doesn't tell me that's the genetic fallacy. That doesn't tell me anything about, give me an actual fact. They haven't presented one fact and you have, the entire 
news media and culture working against this thing full-time 24 7 they haven't found one fact but doug two people were wearing pink shirts and they were mocked yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) so that's about as good as they can do we're excited to have doug tenaple coming to Nashville, we can get him on. We're gonna what? we're gonna bring him on the third segment think, to talk I about think, this. I we gotta go. We gotta go one more segment. Oh, we're, gonna, we're gonna go another segment. Well, yeah. Anyways, Doug's coming to Nashville, and we're gonna talk to him. I guess in the next segment yes. about about yeah. sex and politics. Yep. And um, actually, right. we've got a, a little a little part you can play. Uh, we're going to read right. off some of the ideas we have for his talk title. Yes, and you guys in the comment sections, if you haven't shared the show, what's wrong with you people? Share the show, but in the comment sections, is it going to be Title One, Title Two? Title three. It's like title sex four. and lies and Dang, killing and death. Don't give it away yet. Don't give it away yet. More, more cross politics comes back. We're back with Ducks and Profits. And hi, I'm Robert Borton, CEO of Classical Conversations. Our most precious commodity is time. No one has ever lied on their deathbed wishing they had spent more time making money. They all wish they had spent more time creating a legacy. Our modern education system steals that legacy, steals that time from our children. That's why I'm passionate about homeschooling. That's why at Classical Conversations, we want to give you more time to create that legacy, follow your passions, and glorify God. Visit classicalconversations.com for more information. Oh, is that how we're doing it? Oh, yeah. Is that how we're doing it? Oh, yeah. Bring it down. All right. Is it going to hit? Yeah, it's going to hit. That's nice. Have you done that one before? Yeah. I remember that one. It's been a minute. Hey, welcome back to Cross Politics. Where's IV when you need him? On the one and only Fight Left Feast Network. Yeah. You know, I, I think uh, I think we need to send one of these to our friend Doug. <laughs> Fourth of July. Our only national our national celebration of when we told certain overreaching established authorities to pound, pound sand. sand. <laughs> Where'd you get that from? Well, that matches my wall. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we got Doug Tenable with us on the line. He is he, he actually is from Nashville. Yeah, he's already We but, are coming to Nashville. He is going to be coming to the stage yep, at, at the, the Fight, Fight Laugh Feast conference yes, September 9th through the eleventh. Yes. Um in Lebanon. Registrations uh, should be live now. So you guys can go register and and I, I think this is gonna fill up fast. Get the out there. The politics of sex. The we, politics of sex. We got a full conference agenda. We're gonna be revealing and uh you know, you know, every week. We got a new guest that we're going to be talking about. That's a new coming speaker. to the conference. That's coming to the conference. One of the it's things, packed. One of the things we're doing a little bit different this year is we have Friday is going to be sort of main you know, speaker day. We're all yeah. together day. Yeah. And then Saturday, we're actually breaking it up yep. with a bunch of little pieces. Have for, we talked to the breakup people yet? No, no. But yeah, we, we talked but, to some okay. of them. Some of them. Yeah. It's okay. coming. Right. But, um, but we got some surprises coming. It's like, we, got, we might got to get some Canadians down there. Huddles. Hey, hey, with you snaking them across the border like, again. You said there's a trajectory for this. Don't give it all I'm up. Just, I'm, just, Come on. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. So, and we um, got some cards we're pulling on this conference. But we are grateful to have uh, the, uh, the, the prophet poet. Doug Tenaple speaking, speaking, yeah, um, for us on uh, on. So he's got he sent us some ideas for talk titles, and we yeah. were gonna, well, well, first, first we sent him an idea, yeah, he didn't and, like him, and the idea but, I but sent as I, an artist, he didn't like our idea, yeah. So I so, here's the, let me let me start with the idea I sent him. <laughs> I'm trouble. I'm trouble. Uh, so the topic that we wanted Doug to talk about, this is the idea I gave him. It, it was kill the prophet 
and the battle over sex and culture. That was the, that was kind of. And like then I said, one. which was not at all what we said. And then yeah. I told but, Doug, but I said, that's, hey, what, that's how I, Gabe does it. Like I, we tell him something, and Gabe does what he wants. It was close, guys. It was it was <laughs> mine was better than what they told me. Trust okay. me. No, no, mine was um, no, no. Wait so, a second. Mine, mine was <laughs> poets are prophets, and people kill prophets. Yeah. That's all right. It was a good you know? it was, yeah, it was, it's, it's good all right. Story. It's not bad. Yeah. People hear poetry and they just go. It's true. <laughs> that's because you know what? That's because they don't have no cojones. They don't. It's true. They don't picture a samurai. Yeah, like that's a poet. Uh, who was yeah. David? Right. What was David? You like, read Psalms, people. Holding, okay, don't get me holding, started. Read Psalms, people. Don't get me Goliath's started. head up. That's, that's a that's a, a poet. That's a prophet. Yeah. Um, so Doug responds. So I said I said Doug. Hey, um, uh, you know, here's the title that we're thinking of, or here's the gist Just of the title I- we're thinking of. Give us some ideas. Give it, here, put this in your own words. So, so you guys, uh, you know, who are watching right now, you know, put in the comments what you think might be the best title, or even kind of come up with. A title that you might you can think riff is on better. it, yeah, riff on it. Take you know, it people send. We pe- might just steal it. People send. <laughs> we might send hand drawn pictures of you know Earthworm Jim to Doug all the time, right? Like yeah. I mean, I yep. see it in your feed all the time. It's like that was a good one, right? Mm-hmm. You think you do the same thing with this talk title? Yeah, and and so uh, the the first one, um, and so remember the, the topic of our conference is politics of sex, right? And and you know part, one of the reasons why this topic we think is so important we need to be talking about is because we've disconnected politics from from uh, sex we've disconnected politics from church we've disconnected politics from family and sex is driving how we think about sex human nature uh sex between man and woman lgbt all that stuff is actually driving a lot of our political problems right now which is what it means to be made in the image of god you know basically if you guys kind of think about it america is sodom and gomorrah and it's sodom and gomorrah because for the longest time 30 years ago um you know lgbt community was just saying hey just leave us alone and then they said, "Well, we want civil marriage." And then it was like, "No, we actually want marriage." And then, no, now you got to yeah. bake the cake and, for and, my wedding. And now they're you forcing bigot? you to participate in their sexual deviance, right. just like Sodom and Gomorrah was trying to well, do with the angels. Well, not, it's not just that now. now Sodom and Gomorrah was forcing yeah. the yeah. angel. He's knocking on Lot's door and say, "Hey, we want you to participate." Right. In our sexual deviance. Well, now, and if you don't, you're hated. That's where we're at. And, they're, they're it started, and those of us who, who were fighting us all the way back saw this coming. It started with, how does my marriage affect your marriage? Uh-huh. And now it's, mm-hmm. we will uh, mutilate your children's uh, genitals or you or you won't be able to work and you'll go to, we'll take your kids right. away. Yeah, you're, you're taking away their human rights if, well, you, if you don't let us castrate right. them. And there's yep. no neutrality in this, first of all. No. So, some, something's going to be regulated. And right now what they're doing with the super straight, they're regulating yeah. your sexual identity. Yeah. That's what they're doing. Even I'm a straight guy. Yeah. Yeah. Right, exactly. Right. To the point that even you should not be considered, you know, binary. Right. Right. That's where it's going to go to. But now you need to participate in the sexual acts as well. Okay. Because that's how worship works. Right. Potential talk titles from Doug to Naples. Yes. Number one, sexual lies in the death of culture. Mm. It's kind of like mm. old mm. school firm kicking mm. in the... And, all right, there we go. Sexual lies kill culture. Oh, I like that one. It's getting a little more violent. That's yeah. good. See, so you got to put a little, a little more pith in there. Two, yeah. how sex lies kill the good. That's I still, th- I'm, I'm still at two. Yeah, sex, sexual lies kill culture. Okay. Here you go. Here's four. The sexual, the sexualization of beauty killed truth. Ooh. Oh my yeah. goodness. That's good. Hey, that's I moved on to four. That's, that's a lecture right there. That's, that's a lecture. I'm, that's good. I'm, yeah. I'm on four. Okay, five. The cultural destruction of male female. Now I'm still at four. That's in, that's in four. Yeah. I like that. I like How four. Marxism uses homosexuals. Ooh. Um, 
You know, the, the, I, I don't mind that one, but I think we're all Marxists now. You, so I yeah, because like you, could almost, you could almost actually <laughs> put the church in there, too. Okay. How well, church uses Glad you didn't say we're all homosexuals. <laughs> <laughs> Give us some time. <laughs> Last one. How feminism did more damage than the Klan. Oh. Can, ooh. Um, oh man, I, I think I'm I'm leaning there. Which one? Which maybe, one are you voting for? Maybe adjust it for like maybe how feminism did more damage than let's say the Klan and Black Lives Matter. Just put maybe, them in the same know, b- yeah. bucket. Yeah. I like the Klan; it just got more punch. Yeah. yeah. Can, can we talk about how feminism killed Black culture? Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh. That's what I'm talking. That's yeah, what that's he's what saying. saying. Yeah. yeah. What wow. about what about how? Um, yeah, no, I like that. I want to mix four and yeah, and the some last combination one. is going to be right. This is. Have you signed up for the conference yet? I mean, <laughs> oh that's God. where that talk alone is going to. Yeah, be. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull the roof down. You're going to see open sky. It's going to be. It's going to Samson the building. <laughs> it's be, yeah. I, I'm. That's I'm. Funny. You know. So here's one thing, Doug. I want to ask you about. Um, so one of the things that artists have done throughout history, throughout time, is that they have been popularizers, right? They take something that a uh, ivory tower theologian thinks of oh. and no one can really understand, and then they have this brain that's a bridge to the rest of the culture, and then they popularize that idea, and then culture bites it off and starts moving. So when people see artists, what they really need to be thinking about is what ivory tower did this come from, right? Yeah. What, what theology did sure. these artists and so my question for you is what is it right what are you popularizing right now what do you think um is the thing that we need to be getting as a culture and how are you popularizing it what are those two things you're doing sure my my biggest inspiration is gk chesterton but the the biggest inspiration is he wrote stuff 100 years ago that's truer today than it was then yeah so that always tells me something Ooh. about yeah uh truth is being shaken out when it is so ap- applicable no matter when, you know what I mean? Truth uh-huh. doesn't change. Right. So you'd go, why is this happening? And so that's what I'm, that's what we're doing is we're defending truth uh, in a, in a society that is embracing more and more lies. So mm-hmm. this week, the lie comes out like this next week, it'll be different. But if you tell the truth now, my goal is to have stuff that ought to be seen as true a hundred years from now mm. or a hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the test mm-hmm. is. And so when you look back and you just go, you know, some of the new stuff they're throwing up there, you just go, there's no way that that was a thing, you know, 500 years ago, 800 mm-hmm. years ago. So it becomes kind of a, a consistent battle against progressivism because progressivism is only interested in what's true today or we just made up last week right it does not tend to have the staying power and it also tends to be totalitarian because it it does so easily uh embrace culture and it's even worse it's even more worse in culture when culture is illiterate so Mm -hmm. artists used to we all used to be more tied to common truths to biblical truths Mm -hmm. tied to our family tied to our country, tied to tradition. And now we've eschewed so much of it that you have a illiterate generation of artists yeah. who can't, who don't know what's true or not, just doing their job, right, as the multiplier and as the ones who are presenting these ideas to culture, and they don't realize that they're carrying lies. Mm. So the, the sharpest tool in the shed is being used against the truth instead of for it. I like what you said about how lies tend to 
totalitarianism. You th- think about this just in small ways. I mean, you tell a lie, and you know you you probably experienced this as a little kid, or, or maybe even as a grown up. But you <laughs> like you tell a lie, and then you've got to tell another lie in order to cover that lie, yep. and then you got to tell another lie to cover those lies, and you have and you're and you're trying to spread this thing out over. You know, the wind is blowing. The tr- you know reality is blowing. This is COVID, and you and you have to keep lying yeah. in order to cover all the lies, mm-hmm. and you have to push the lies into every corner. Which is why to be a liar fundamentally is to be at war with God and all of reality. Right. Which is why it's com- it has to be totalitarian. It has to try to remake the whole reality. Right. According to the uh, image of this lie, you right. can't you can't stop mm. unless you repent. And, of, and the truth repent. never needs a the truth never needs a defender to be true. Exactly. Right. But a lie needs a whole army to push <laughs> it out there because mm. it's just so false that you need. Right. And that's why like you'll, CNN. You'll see- MSNBC. Yeah. Well, like, you need peer pressure. Yeah, yeah. You All need el- elites. You need the popular people. Science. So you need Hollywood. Fauci. Science. Yeah. <laughs> You'll just take anything. Anything yeah. of, and it's always attracted to power. So this is the neo-Marxist stuff. It is attracted to power uh, because it needs power to pull it off. So well, especially you're, you're, social power. You're making it up, though. That's that's the whole point. It's like you know. Truth doesn't. You don't. You just submit to truth. Right. You're you're humble. You're you're you have humility under truth. It's God who's, who's made the world the way it is, and you're just submitting to it. But if you're making it up as you go along, then it requires power. It requires you to force it, foist it on the world, and it doesn't fit. And, and this is interesting because in our Bible reading challenge, we're reading through John right now. And yeah. We're in John chapter. You know, we, we should be past this. I'm catching up still, but I'm it's in, okay, I just, Gabe. John chapter six, seven, and eight, where Jesus kept telling the Jews that I'm of my father. Yeah. And basically just saying that truth just stands alone. Right. And the Jews are like, no, no, you aren't. How do we know that? You're, you say you're from above. No, you're, you're from below. And, and, and the Jews just couldn't let that truth stand alone. Right. And they couldn't, you know, so like the whole challenge, you know, one of the things that Jesus was dealing with was actually just, just this, this antithesis between truth and lies. And, and he said, um, you you are of the father of li- of, of yeah. lies. You yeah, are yeah. the father of Satan yeah. and everything. And it's just, it, but I, as I'm reading through John chapter eight, like the way Jesus argues, I'm, I'm kind of like, why why don't he just like make it? Uh, why don't he connect it a little more for them? But <laughs> Jesus' response he kept responding with those. I'm just a, of my father. Right. That's because that's because truth like that truth it just it, stands. It stands and yeah. it applies to everything. It's like this is the reality. Yeah. This is real world. Mm-hmm. And this is why things like you know I'm you're a boy. Matters. You're a girl. Matters. Yeah. Uh, you're a prove husband. it. You're a husband. Prove your wife. <laughs> and, and 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 you know, Doug uh, alluded to this earlier. Like back in the day, everybody says like, why do you care what I do in the privacy of my own home? Yeah. Well, because what you're doing when you're messing with reality, when you're messing with um, foundational reality like sexuality, like what it means to be male and female, made mm-hmm. in the image of God, mm-hmm. what it means to be a human being, you're you're messing with the nuclear substructure mm-hmm. of the of the universe. Like that's what you're trying mm-hmm. to play with. That's right. And even the most like you know, I, I use this example sometimes, but even the most hardcore libertarians, you're like, you know, you should have we should have guns like the, the government does. We should have you know, like you're like and are you okay with your neighbor having a nuke? You know, yeah. and, 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 you know, of course in Idaho, there's one guy in the back saying, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> until, until Antifa gets that's one. Not, yeah. That's but me. It, it's like, but why don't you want your neighbor playing with uranium in his basement? Why don't yeah. you want your neighbor playing with plutonium? In the, because he might blow up the whole county. Yeah. He yeah. might blow up the, the whole state. Yeah. And like what you're doing in the privacy of your own, own home 
is messing with stuff that's nuclear. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're playing with the way God made the world. These lies don't sit still. Yeah. That's it's, right. it's poison. You're dumping toxins into the water. Into You're pumping it into the air. Yeah. And, yeah. It's and, also strange how God, uh, how, how the most powerful thing a Christian can do is have a private quiet time with his Bible, right? Because that's just the truth. And the truth doesn't need a crowd. Right. Yet Christ says, go and make disciples, go and be public with this truth. But he gave us a way to pass on that truth. You don't um, destroy people Mm -hmm. if they don't accept it. Right. You you tell them to repent and you preach the word. That is the mandate because the truth is strong enough to do the rest of the job. It's the exact opposite of what happened with gay marriage and with sexuality in our culture. It's not okay with just speaking what it believes is true. Mm-hmm. It has to add that added pressure and it has to always bring in power to win the day because it knows it can't win that argument. It discredits itself. Mm. Christians discredit themselves when we use um, levers to make argument. You, uh, my statement in America is you can take away religious freedom and you can put us all in jail and you will lose zero Christians, mm-hmm. zero. And, and yet when you see the gay agenda being pushed out on like Nickelodeon preschool shows, they're going like, we have to get this word out as early as possible. We have to push it out as, on, on all fronts. I'm going, I'm just suspect at your methods. It doesn't sound true. Right. You know, Doug, this, I'm going to ask you about that. Right now, some idiot thought it was okay to take God's days and label them as Pride Month. I don't know if you heard about this. Yeah. Um, what an idiot, first of all. Yeah, um, it's, our, it's, our, nation, it's our, national, uh, our national bird is Pride Month. Yeah, well, you know, and I'm just wondering, like, you, you, black people with, during the Civil Rights Movement allowed the homosexual movement to come in because they yeah. were good and associate friends and, and uh, they wanted to have some power. They were right? And so now the homosexual movement is cashing in on the uh, civil rights movement of black America. And here they are. I'm just looking at, I mean, just to be fair, look, February, 28 days. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I don't think the numbers add up. Just saying this ain't working out so well for us. I don't know if y'all noticed this. Yeah. Um, and that's just in one example. Well, you, got but, leap, you got leap years. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> So, um, yeah. my question. They, they always make the argument, you know, we're just like, just like when they used to not allow interracial marriage. Now right. they don't allow gay marriage. Right. Right. So, right now, I've been talking with a lot of Christians who are feeling this thing getting shoved down their mouth through Facebook, through, I mean, just everywhere, every company. Through their church. Yeah, right. their church. Some exactly. Yeah. Some churches. So, so, Christians are, are, are kind of taking this trying to feel like they need to fight back in some way and but they're fighting in a lot of ways the same way the world is fighting and they're, they're not gaining any ground so you know as you see this right now you see it's happening what are ways that you see that christians can actually engage uh with this lie and not have to worship at the same altar mm-hmm. um in the culture the bible says resist the devil and he will fl- flee from you our job is not to fight him it is to resist and so it, it can be just a quiet resistance. Um, politically, I, I would not promote that, right? Politically, um, it is about a public debate and it is about a public fight um, through laws and through, you might even use peer pressure. That's okay in yeah. politics. But from a biblical point of view, the, the main, the, the two main commands, you know, we're given is um, go and, make disciples that is go and preach repentance 
So my message to all people, including homosexuals, is repent. And then as far as the fight goes, it is resist the devil and he will flee from you. This is a satanic attack on our society. And so I don't have to win the day with every homosexual I meet, but I can certainly resist what they're trying to put in my head and in my heart. Mm-hmm. Guard your heart. Mm-hmm. You'll notice that's a guard thing. Yeah. Not, not attack the enemy, not mm-hmm. go wade into his hostile ground and uh, think you're going to win. You can, but I'm just saying it's mm-hmm. not the, I think the ideal is resist. And that's what drives them crazy is when they meet a gentleman who's well-spoken and isn't hysterical, yeah. and he's just confident in his convictions. It drives them crazy. They'll still come after you. They'll start a fight. Yeah, it goes. It goes back to what Gabe you were talking about. I think mean, the example of Christ actually is that. Just, just he's just. I'm my Father are yeah. one. Yeah. I'm from God. I'm not. I'm not ashamed of that. And you know, for us, it's you know, well, I'm. I'm a man made in the image of God. Yeah. Um. I'm a husband. I'm a father. Um. You know, this is my job. And and you know, Doug says, you know, the the power of even just you know. Your your Bible reading and your prayer time. No, that's right. Um, you're just standing there in the truth, and in that sense, you're resisting all the lies of the devil. Mm-hmm. But standing there in the truth and just smiling, <laughs> like, like this is my family. We're going to heaven because Jesus died for our sins. Mm-hmm. I'm going to work my butt off for the rest of my life, provide for my kids and my grandkids. You better preach, and then I'm going to and then I'm going to heaven. Like that makes them mad, <laughs> and it's like that is resisting the lies because what they want you to believe is that it's worthless, it's meaningless, it's you know Darwinian yeah. slop. And you're like, no, it's not. I was made in God's image. I yeah. bear the image of the living God. I have yeah. an immortal soul that's going to live forever. I have purpose. I have meaning. There is joy. There is goodness. That's resisting the devil yeah. and all the lies. And one of the things, I, go ahead. Doug. I do think we can fight in the church, though. Jesus overturned the, you know, in his father's house. Yeah. He went and cleaned up. Paul is saying, you know, remove these people. Don't eat with them. So I do agree with a higher standard in the church than for my country. Yeah. yeah. Sure, I think, absolutely. I That's think great. when they look at the strongman too, the, one of the that they want to bind is the family. Yeah, the definition of a man, like you just said, a man, a husband, yeah. a father, those because, things. Because it really is nuclear. Uh, it is, and a, it really and a is wife, powerful. They come for your women. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's that's where the serpent attacks. They yeah. come for your women. Yeah. And that's because that's where the glory is, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's where yeah. the glory is. Right. So, and then your children. It's amazing. I don't think people understand when we talk about getting married and having kids, we're not just talking about doing it because it's cool. We're talking about doing it because that's the way that God has used. That's the very, like you said, it's nuclear. That's the bomb that goes off, right? Yeah. right? That's the I mean, that's, transformation that, of the world, right? That's why Blue's Clues yeah. is coming after your kids. That's right. Because they don't, want the, they don't want that nuclear reaction to continue. One of, the, one of the things that I've thought to do in this is like, you know, I want to make sure first that my wife is, that I'm producing glory and that she's carrying it. Yep. You know what I mean? I want to make sure I'm producing glory and she's carrying it and she's joyful and rejoicing. And I want to open up the door of that glory in, in our home and let it shine bright out yep. through there. Because right. one of the things I've noticed as a Christian is I don't believe fighting and engaging that way is actually successful. Yep. Right? I don't really believe that because if I did, I would be doing it a lot more. Right. I would mm. go out with my family and sit at Red Lobster and have a blast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I would sing our, we sing our song. 
thank you, Jesus, for this food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. We were seeing that right there in the middle of Red Lobster <laughs> and let everybody say, wow. Because here's the thing about that. The, what we don't believe either is that when people see that, they know that that's how it's supposed to be. Right. Yeah. When people see a man loving his wife and raising his children to fear and admission of the Lord, they know yeah. that's exactly how the world's supposed to operate. And there is this thing that says, I want that. Yep. Either, I, I, either that or they hate it. And, but that's the other side of yeah. it is when they say it, because I can't have that, I'll destroy it. Right. Right. Yep. And, and so yep. we, we, need to, we need to take and let those things shine bright in that way as much right, as we right. are engaging in every aspect uh, of, of the cultural battle as well. But it's, we it's, his kind, it's God's kindness that leads us to repentance. So that's, yep. that's another step is you, Amen. we tell people to repent, but it is our, I believe, I've seen kindness yep. convert the homosexual yes. to, to a, a traditional marriage. I've seen it happen. So you can't like try and argue with your wife and try and win that one by being belligerent. Yeah, it's just, right. It's not, yeah. it's, it's not an effective tactic, but they are after your family. And like you said about the nuclear family, if you go back to the creation order, everything God said, he draws the matter from speech. Yep. from his mm-hmm. speech. And you have Lawrence Krauss and the physicist saying, no, it didn't come from his speech. It just blew, you know, it blew into existence or you have multiple universes or whatever. Then you have from the matter, from the land, God draws out animals. He separates, mm-hmm. yep. he, mm-hmm. he separates. And then you see evolution say, no, the animals are actually ma- just matter. Yeah. And then you see man <laughs> drawn out of the mud and man one man is drawn out and a woman is drawn out of him so there's a separation of man and animal and then you'll mm-hmm. see the artistic rebels do furries and bronies where people are dressed up as animals yeah. even in that nickelodeon yeah. preschool image there's dolphin yeah. families interchanged with human families yep. having two dads so there's there's basically saying man is just an animal there's no ensoulment then god separates the woman from the man yeah. and now you're seeing it today yeah. they ha- they're trying to destroy the distinction between men and women and i'm That's only right. suspicious going weird <laughs> everything the bible says in the first chapter of genesis <laughs> yep. they're trying to just say opposite it's the devil saying did god really say right mm-hmm. one man one woman the two yeah. will become one flesh did he really say right mm-hmm. deconstructing god's creation yeah. mm-hmm. right Yep. And you can't do that and not have massive yeah. political ramifications. Yeah, yeah absolutely. A, you're, you're, you know, one way is the way of freedom. The other way is the way of tyranny and totalitarianism. Choose you this day. Yeah. Doug, how do people find you? What's the best way to find you? Look up Doug on the Tenapel Fight Lefties Network. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What'd you say? Well, besides this network, look up Doug Tenapel on YouTube. There we go. I have a I have a po- politics show. Oh. There you go. Hey. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. If you have kids, go baptize them. Until next week, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast on the and Fight Lefties. Sign Lefty. up. Sign up for the conference. Yes, and, and catch Doug Tenapel on the Fight Lefties Network. Up for the I'm so happy oh. about that. Boom. <laughs> this is Cross Politic. Boom. We did not design a cookie cutter curriculum meant to chop students into appropriately shaped submissives or snowflakes for the secular zeitgeist. We designed our curriculum the way we did because we want our graduates to be equipped to stand courageously against that destructive zeitgeist and to honor their maker and how they, body, mind, and soul, battle to save their communities and the entire Western world from our current diseased insanity. 
New St. Andrews College is not in the business of rubber stamping graduates for this particular job market or that particular career. We aren't happy unless our graduates are equipped to tackle any constructive cultural task anywhere, from courtrooms to hospitals to job sites to movie sets to the highest risk job and the most important setting of all, the raising and training of the next generation of immortal souls around dining room tables and in pews. The world may have gone mad, but it's not the first time. It has been saved before and by particular people, many of whom shared a very particular type of education. Augustine, Calvin, Jefferson, Churchill, and many lesser-known heroes in times of madness all had one type of education, one type of training in common. And it's the same kind of rigorous education we currently pursue surrounded by the rolling wheat fields of Idaho. By God's grace, our civilization will be saved or rebuilt from the smoking ruins. The men and women capable of such a task, capable of fearless joy and fiery laughter, all while undertaking such hard cultural labor, those are the kind of graduates we want, the kind we expect. They are why we exist and why we teach what we teach. So you might call it a major in world building or culture shaping or a major in saving civilization. We call it classical Christian liberal arts. New St. Andrews College, saving civilization since 1994.